The first reading for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 55. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel in St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. But immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. Since they had no roots, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and another thirty. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. I hope to fulfill this fourth verse for us tonight. Word that speaks God's tender love, one with God beyond all telling, word that sends us from above, God the Spirit with us dwelling, word of truth to all truth lead us, word of life with one bread feed us. These are the words of the Apostle Paul from which the author of that hymn certainly may have gotten that verse. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, sonship, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, 
if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. One of the worst fears all human beings have is the fear of being alone, of having relationships cut off, of realizing that in the end we're nothing more than a speck of dust in this vast universe. Family relationships, friendships, and marriages all help us with that problem, but they don't solve that problem ultimately because we need more than that. We need a relationship with God. We need to know that we belong to God. In the earliest stages of life, we begin to bond in relationships with one another. Little babies bond with their mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters through smiles and caresses and loving care. And eventually that turns into language and words. And it's interesting when you study languages across the world, the words for mama and daddy are pretty much the same. Chinese, mama. Arabic, mama. Tamil, ama. Hebrew, abba. Sadly, when children, infants in particular, lack this kind of bonding, with relationships and family, they become unhealthy mentally and spirit and physically even and may even die. When we are even as adults surrounded by people who are uncaring and unkind and manipulative, we can become unhealthy, mentally unstable. Or when we push those people away from us who are trying to care for us and to help us. We all need this emotional and relational security. Augustine said it so well when he went even beyond all of this to our need for a relationship with God. In his famous confessions, this pastor from North Africa who lived many, many centuries ago said, the heart is restless. My heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. I like the way Asaph says the same thing in Psalm number 73, one of my favorite psalms. He says, my heart was grieved. My mind was vexed. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like an animal before you, but I'm always with you. You hold me by your hand. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth a desire besides you. My flesh and heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You see, all of our human relationships, as important as they are, are not perfect, and God doesn't give them to us to be an end in and of themselves. Because of sin, they don't last. Because of sin, they aren't perfect. But they do point us to another relationship, the greatest of all relationships, and that is our relationship with God. And that's what Paul is explaining in this great chapter of Romans, the eighth chapter. Some of you remember good old Pastor Boda, who retired from his ministry in Granite City, became a member here at Good Shepherd, sat right over there to my right in the front, came in every weekend wearing his black beret, 
And whenever he heard something that he liked in a sermon, he would hop out, bravo! I got a few of those bravos in my ministry with him. But my favorite part of Pastor Boda was to sit down and talk with him about his ministry. And he told me an interesting story about how he was in charge of the 50th anniversary of his seminary class. To prepare for it, he sent out a survey to his classmates. And he asked them in their 50 years of ministry questions like, you know, what was the most difficult thing you did? What was the happiest thing that happened in your ministry? One of the questions was, from which chapter of the Bible did you preach your most sermons? And the answer of the survey came back, Romans chapter 8. In this chapter, the Apostle Paul explains about the principle of the law of sin and death versus the principle of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ. Because of sin, everything dies. Relationships must come to an end. At the end of that chapter, there are these familiar words when Paul speaks about the things that end our happiness here on earth. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword. But he especially says, these things do not separate us from Christ. Rather, led by the Spirit of God, as I just read at the beginning, we are the sons of God. We have the spirit of sonship, the spirit of adoption, by which we, like a little baby expressing its relationship with its mother or father, cry out to God our Father, Abba, Father. Only the triune God teaches such a thing. All other religions and philosophies are religions and philosophies that end in fear. They may begin with pride and presumption. The Pharisee says, I am good and God will reward me. The philosopher says, God doesn't exist, nothing really matters, but I'll just do my best. That's about all we can expect in this life. Nevertheless, both have nagging doubts in the end. Have I been good enough? Am I in the right place in this universe and in this world? Only the true child of God can find security and comfort and confidence in answering that question by saying, Abba, Father. He is not just this God, a rewarder of behavior, but a redeemer of bad and inadequate behavior. And this is why it was so important for Jesus to explain in that parable of the seeds in the soil and of Isaiah in chapter 55, this is the power of the Word of God in us. That Word creates this relationship of faith between us and God. And it began at the beginning. It began in the original family, Adam and Eve, our sin-fallen parents. God came to them, and He promised them that one of their grandsons, they didn't know who it would be, but one of their sons would overcome the one who brought sin and the separation of relationships into the world, the devil himself. This Salvation is always tied, interestingly, in the Bible and in the Christian faith to family relationships. 
both family, earthly family relationships, but to the divine family relationship of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It gradually unfolds for us in the Bible. In Psalm 2, the Lord said to my Lord, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. And when you read the rest of that psalm, you know it's not David that he's talking about here, but a greater David, an eternal, almighty David, the Messiah and the Son of God. Jesus, when he came into this world, the Son of God, he began talking about his Father and that relationship and our relationship to his Father. When he was a boy of 12, and he hung around at the temple, and Mary and Joseph had to come back and retrieve him, he said that I must be about my father's business. He taught us to pray, our father. He is the one who taught Philip, if you remember a sermon a couple of months ago, he who has seen me, he said to Philip, has seen the father. He has overcome the separation of sin in his life, as a sacrifice for us. In his death on the cross, where he experienced that separation and cried out from Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He went through that ultimate separation to save us from it ourselves. It is sad when our human relationships have to change. Parents are sad when their children grow up and have to move on. Friendships don't always last. Loved ones die, and we have to say goodbye to them. It all hurts, and God knows this. And this is why God has given to us His spirit of sonship. Earthly sorrows, He is telling us in His words over and over again, are not forever. One of my favorite hymns in the old red hymnal was, Come ye disconsolate. It ends with the refrain, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Many years ago, I was on a trip to Leipzig, Germany. I'd been separated briefly from my traveling companions, and so I was there all by myself in a plaza surrounded by nothing but Germans. I didn't really speak their language very well. They didn't know who I was. They were all going in different directions. And I felt a little twinge of being alone, and I was thankful that I knew it wouldn't last very long. I was watching what was going on in that plaza, and there was a large group of young college-age students gathered together listening to a speaker. Now, St. Thomas Church is where the movement began to tear down the Berlin Wall. And so I thought maybe this was a political rally of some sort. So I thought, I'll see if I can listen. Maybe I can pick up a few words. As I was listening, I, heard, I thought I heard the word Beeble. I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I heard the word Yezu. Boy, that put a smile on my face. And then I heard the word Gerechtigkeit. <laughs> that sealed it. That's the German word for righteousness. By the way, a very good Lutheran word, I might say, as well. These were Christians, and they were gathered around the Word of God, and they were talking about Jesus, and they were talking about righteousness and salvation. 
And in that instant, with those words, I realized I was not a stranger. I was not alone. Those were my people, and I was part of them. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12. Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? He stretched out his hand toward his disciples, and he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. God is the one who brings us into his family through his Son, Jesus, so that we can cry out to God, Abba, Father. Amen. Please rise.